0: well the roles were reversed in game two the lightning are the team that gets kicked in the face early on and can't come back we talk about all that more but first let's play that music you're locked on lightning your daily podcast on the tampa bay lightning part of the locked on podcast network your team every day What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Lockdown Lightning, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Adam Danker. We are recording this with about seven minutes left in the Lightning game tonight. They are currently losing six to two. Corey Perry just a few moments ago scored a goal and then got into a fight and I believe he was given a game misconduct as well, so he is out for the rest of this one. And where do we really, rest- I, I where do we really start with this game? To be honest, because I, I feel like as disappointing as the Lightning winning, I mean losing tonight's game, unless they. Put on an incredible performance in the last six and a half minutes. We kind of all figured, especially with Chernak being out, Henman being out. And we'll we'll talk about that as the episode goes on. But let's be honest. We kind of figured that this was going to be the case tonight. You know, it, it, it's just that kind of series. We saw this last year, the back and forth. And and, and for the most part, it was an extreme back and forth in, in every game of that series, except for really game seven. The, the, the Lightning and the Maple Leafs basically traded shots throughout the course of that series of really who was, not only won those games, but who dominated those games. And I feel like we're going to see something identical this year, especially since if anything, if game one and two are going to be any indicator of what this series might be. And it's kind of, it's going to be interesting going forward in the series because you go from game one where the lightning, strike early on and and pretty much make the Maple Maple Leafs look bad for the entirety of the game, pretty much massively outplaying them. And then you come into tonight's game. Yeah, Chernak and Hedman are out of the lineup. All right. You know, we could, well, like I said, we'll talk about that later on because, you know, how big of a factor that might be is how long are we going to see this you know be without chernak and headman we'll talk about that you know the implications from that and tonight's game i i firmly believed going in you know even though i kind of felt like we were going to get something like this a performance like this or an outcome like this i still felt like this was a very winnable game for the lightning but i think the key was for them because Their lack of, and as I'm talking, the Maple Leaf score, again, making it 7-3. I believe they were on the power play, too, from the Perry penalty. Uh, They were on the 5-on-3, actually. And basically, I felt like the key to tonight's game, if the Lightning were going to be able to capitalize and, and take advantage early on and dictate, was that they were going to have to strike very early on. And that was actually Tavares' third goal of the night. So that's a hat trick for the Leaf captain. And that was the key to this game. The Lightning, we we all kind of knew as the game wore on that the Leafs were going to do as much as they can to exploit the lack there of defensive reliability that the Lightning had coming into tonight's game with Chernak and Hedman gone. And I, I feel like we were going to have to see a repeat of last night's uh, performance to overcome that. Now, it's one thing to play like that and have those two guys in your lineup because, listen, for all the criticism that we have I, I have given Victor Hedman this year, he is still a presence out there, a presence in the playoffs that everyone needs to pay attention to. And everybody should take uh, seriously. So then, going into tonight's game, the Lightning really need to strike early. They really need to put the Toronto Maple Leafs on their toes. And clearly, that didn't happen. We kind of pretty much saw, when, when, when we think about a Lightning loss, a, and in a Lightning game in which they are thoroughly outplayed, You look at all the things that stereotypically happen. Tonight was a good example. Now, oftentimes, they don't get blown out like this. I mean, the last couple of weeks, we've been kind of seeing some lopsided results. But early on, 47 seconds in, Mitch Marner, power play goal. You know, that stems from Stamkos. I believe he took the penalty on that. Stamkos just not being able to control his stick. Early on, um, the f- turnovers in the neutral zone. I don't know why the lightning and this has never been something that's been OK, whether it be regular season or playoff. It's been something that rarely has really worked for the lightning during the regular season. So I don't know why they're being so, so, so flirtatious with this, this way of playing hockey. But the cross-ice neutral zone passes, especially when you're a team that struggles very early on to control the puck and control the flow of the game, especially when the other team is flying at you 100 miles per hour, I don't know why we ever think that's a good idea. And that's what happened. And, yeah, I I get it. Stamkos was trying to to break down the, the rush on that. But, I mean, that seems null and void. It would have been a little bit more admirable if the Lightning didn't give up the power play goal if they would have killed the penalty. But I don't understand, you know, why we are doing that? And that's not the first time that we saw it this series. We saw it a couple of times in game one. It happened a couple of times tonight. And that's something that just needs to stop right away. That's something that I'm sure John Cooper is going to uh, discuss uh, as the team heads back to Amelie. And then from there, really, you kind of just saw the game get away from the Lightning. And this is kind of the difference I feel like between the Lightning and and the Maple Leafs. Where and maybe this is just me in terms of someone who covers the Lightning. So I don't really know off the top of my head maybe how the guys from the Maple Leafs felt in Game One. But I felt like Game One until we got into like the third period, and you start to see the Lightning really distance themselves or really the end of the second period. You kind of felt like the game was never over just because the Maple Leafs are a very good hockey team. They're a very disciplined hockey team. And I think that's the difference between, you know, where these two teams are at, because I feel like in this game, once the third period ended after the Nylander goal, I I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm being overly negative. Let me know in the comments below on our YouTube page. But I feel like the game was pretty much over from that. Now I was sucked a little bit back into it on the Ian Cole goal. That was a great play all around. Uh Cole showed that that playoff proudness, you know, that Ian Cole knows what it takes to win playoff games. He knows what it takes to win championships. Not saying that nobody else on this team does, but classic another example of a guy who has a ton of experience he won two cups with the penguins on those back-to-backs so a guy who knows when to get his team started a guy who knows when not to make the extra pass uh when to just take it take control of the situation himself and he scores a fantastic goal uh putting the lightning within two at that point and i feel like that really put the lightning in a great place. And really that was when we're looking back on this game, that was really the moment where I think a lot of lightning fans and, and especially the players really said to themselves, this is the time to go and get it because this may be the only chance we can go and get it. Cause you could see after that goal, you kind of felt like there was a little bit of air sucked out of the building. You kind of felt like the Maple Leafs were kind of like, Whoa, this isn't 100% in the bag. We're still playing the Toronto, I mean, the Tampa Bay Lightning. So that was the moment. And I feel like the Lightning, this was really at the end of the day, this was just an example of them just not having it. And to be fair, they weren't really helping themselves because let's be honest, and we'll talk about this in the second segment, alongside Chernak and Hedman. Make no mistake about it. Andre Vasilevsky did not play a bad game tonight. He's given up seven goals, but this is by no means his fault. Those seven goals, maybe I would say we could agree that two of those are his fault. So, in theory, if the Lightning just played the right way, played discipline in front of him, we have a tie game right now. In theory, I don't know how much that would potentially have, have have swayed the flow and the momentum of the game. But, you know, you take away the other five that were just personnel faults for the Lightning and just also not having Chernak and Hedman in the lineup. You know, this is a completely different hockey game. So, you know, the as, as bad of a loss as this is, if the Toronto Maple Leafs could come back from the – The 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 whooping that they got in game one, the lightning most certainly can. I think that at the end of the day, I don't think any of us really expected the lightning to go up to nothing going back home. I think it would have been phenomenal if they did. That would have been a great, great advantage to have going back into your home building. But I think to steal one in game one and at least get that first win out of your system. Was great for this team and then now looking at this game you could just file this away and just work on some things as chaos erupts with about three and a half minutes left uh toronto has the puck in the zone which really the whole narrative of this game has just been a bad thing anytime they have the puck in the zone so uh we'll talk about bazzy we'll talk about chernak we'll talk about headman in the second segment all of that fun stuff but first, I want to talk about one of today's sponsors, and that is our friends at Built Bar. Now, we got some exciting news coming up, but I can't tell you all of it. So ex- something exciting is coming to Bilt.com, April 22nd. I don't have all the details yet, but from what I've heard in the grapevine, it, the excitement is real and it's something you don't want to miss. If you know how Built works, they have the most incredible protein bars in the world and they do these amazing flavor drops with unreal flavors in limited quantity. So mark your calendars and head to built.com on Saturday, April 22nd to be one of the first to discover what all the hype is about. I can't wait to see what this new flavor is. Make sure to use the promo code locked on 15 and you will get 15% off your order at built.com. So, Looking at this game now, there was a lot of questions. Well, I would – the questions that we really spoke about on this show and, and on social media was, yeah, headman out, Chernax out because of the hit from Michael Bunting, Esimon out, probably wasn't going to play because of uh, Jano coming back into the lineup. You know, where does that leave the Lightning without their two big defensemen, uh, their two veteran defensemen? And then on the same thing, on the same, in the same tone, how would the Lightning be able to carry things over into Game Two? Now, with those two guys, that's a big enough question within itself. But missing your two big defensemen, I I, I think that they were really up against the wall in this one. Um, that's not to say that they could have done more to possibly win this game or at least get close make this a closer game, because let's face it, and I tweeted it during the game, or maybe I didn't. I think I maybe started to type it out, and I maybe decided not, not to. Basically, the, the story of this game is that Andre Vasilevsky played well, very well early on. He played very well the other night, too. He's been playing very well over the last couple of weeks. We're, we're starting to see more and more of him improving. And when a guy at that cal- of that caliber continues to improve upon his game, you have to be so excited as a Lightning fan to see that happening. Now, that's not to say that he's not going to make mistakes or revert to certain mistakes that he has commonly made throughout pretty much his entire tenure as an NHL goaltender. And what I'm referring to is the two goals tonight. Um, I believe it was the Marner goal and the Nylander goal. Yeah, it was the Marner goal and the Nylander goal. Those are two goals that really I think he should have blocked. Uh, The Marner goal, he had a little bit of traffic in him, but from one of the angles that ESPN showed tonight, it didn't look like he was 100% uh, uh, constricted in his movement and in his field of view. Uh, I think Sergachev was there down low or was in front. Or maybe that was on – anyway, what I'm trying to get at is that I'm sure, and I think we could all agree, is that nine times out of ten, the Marner goal and the Nylander goal, Basilewski saves those. I think the Nylander goal, though, if I'm not mistaken, the the goal by William Nylander with 15 1508 into the first, that might have been deflected off Hagel. Um, but no, I'm thinking of the Marner goal. That was the Marner goal. Uh, the Marner goal later on his second in the game that made it six, one the, yeah, the, the Nylander goal. That was just a goal that really, I think Vasilevsky got down to too early on and it didn't really give him a chance to adjust. I think if he stays up on that, he could slide to his right. And easily make the pad save on that. So, listen, it is what it is. Um, At the end of the day, the Lightning really should have played better in front of him. Having said that, when you're missing your two top defensemen on your team, uh, it's tough. It really is, especially when you're throwing guys out like Hayden Flurry and Zach Bogosian. And, And that's no fault against Bogo. I think he's a very talented defenseman. I think that he's a very good option to go to. If you're missing just one of those guys, but the fact that you're missing two guys uh, of that caliber makes things a whole lot more difficult. And it also makes Vasilevsky's performance tonight, despite the seven goals given up. uh, Some of the saves he made tonight were spectacular. And like I said, I think really, really kept the lightning in it up until midway through the second. And then after Tavares goal, Things have just gotten completely out of hand by then. So, you know, a good performance out of him. I would have, in theory, like to have seen him be pulled for the third period, just so he gets a little bit more time to relax, stays off his feet a little bit more, gets ready for game three on Saturday in Tampa. Um, obviously we all know the big story. He doesn't like to be pulled. And I would doubt at this point, John Cooper is going to try and play that game in game two of the playoffs. So it is what it is. Um, Like I said, I preferably would have liked to have seen him come out uh, at the start of the third period. But, yeah, a tough task for him in net. Like I said, I thought he played very well. Now, as for Chernak and Hedman, what do we do from here? Hedman's out with an undisclosed injury. Um, Chernak's out with the head injury, obviously, from the bunting hit. And if I had to guess... And best case scenario. Now, I would imagine that, especially since Hedman didn't even warm up for this game, I would imagine that it has something, obviously, to do with his lower body. He's not feeling right. And as we've been talking about all season, he's he has been dealing with something in his lower body all season long. And... I'm curious as if he re-aggravated the injury during game one and this was just a precautionary thing. This was a situation where John Cooper and Victor Hedman agreed that this that this wasn't necessarily as we are now final. The series is officially tied going back to Amley. But I, I I think that if i had to be if i had to guess if i had to speculate and i'm sure we'll hear more after the game i would have to guess or in tomorrow i would have to guess that probably the general conversation was if you feel 100% to go then go but if you think you're going to make whatever it is you're going through worse then we'll sit you let you rest a little bit more and you should be ready because i think the the fear is probably with that is if he went tonight and made worse, whatever it is he's going through that you have the risk of losing him for the rest of the series. So curious to see uh, what we hear in the next couple of days, uh, whether it be tonight after the game, probably not because the guys are probably going to want to, they're probably going to fly back to Tampa tonight. um, Maybe skate at some point tomorrow and then optional skate on Saturday, probably optional skate tomorrow too, but, That's fine. It is what it is. I'm more concerned about Eric Chernak though. Like we said, game one gets hit in the head, shoulder to the head by bunting. Dirty play. Let's be honest. The puck was nowhere in the vicinity of those two. Um, I tried to play devil's advocate on the last episode saying, you know, maybe no, at the end of the day, the more and more I see the hit, the more and more I, it's definitely a dirty hit. Um, I my my fear with Chernak is especially whenever you get a player that gets hit in the head and then misses a game in the NHL is the fear of a concussion. Now, that could be a very big problem for the Lightning. I I would even venture to say that Chernak out is serious is 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 definitely going to affect the, the possibly affect the outcome of this series. And that's why I'm also kind of a big proponent for really, in special cases like this, when he is out because another player laid a dirty hit on him, players shouldn't, in my opinion, shouldn't be able to come back until Chernak does. That's just how I think they should do it eventually at some point. I don't know if the Players Association would ever agree to something like that, but who knows. But going back to my point, I think that Eric Chernak being for out for an extended period of time, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset if he misses game three. But if we're going into game four and he's a game time decision or he's doesn't even practice before then, I would be concerned because Chernak has, as we all know, slid into a role this year, of really the defensive moderator, filling the very big shoes of Ryan McDonough. And it's one thing to lose your guy in Hedman because Hedman turns into this offensive defenseman during the playoffs to a certain degree. Uh, He turns into that five-tool player, that Swiss Army knife. But Chernak, who's really your lockdown defenseman, um... That's the kind of thing that you need on your team to be successful, in it, not only in the current series that you're in, but also you know for the long roll. Now, obviously, we're not concerned about future series. Let's just get past Toronto. But at the same time, one can't help but be concerned to a certain degree. So we'll keep an eye on Chernak. I think that the Lightning could live without Hedman, like I said. Without Chernak, that's a whole different story. I would imagine that Headman's probably going to be back for Saturday. Chernak, we'll wait and see. So in just a little bit, we'll wrap things up. But first, I want to talk about our other sponsor, and that is our friends at eBay Motors. Now, for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay guaranteed fit. You can be sure every part you need fits right. It's the first time the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know where the part will fit or your money back because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home with a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride eligible items. Only exclusions apply. So wrapping things up on the show today. Disappointing outcome tonight. Surprising? Not Not really. I think a lot of, light, lot of, lot of Lightning fans who are logical, <clears throat> who watched the game, well, the series last year, we kind of already know. We kind of already knew going after, especially how these teams played each other during the regular season, and just how the Lightning play in the playoffs. We kind of already know where this is headed. Uh, six, seven, pick your poison in terms of what kind of, how long this series is going to be. And really, at the end of the day, though, like I said, whether the Lightning could pull out this series really depends on not the health of Victor Hedman, but the health of Eric Chernak. And I think, to a certain degree, the health of Mikey Essamont as well, because Essamont and, and a lot of people kind of, you know, it's it's crazy looking back on it, the, the lack there of conversation around him where if you look at what he's done with this team, he has his moments where he's like, he kind of just reminds me like if he's more consistent with this and he performs and he's productive, he has that skill set to be like a Barkley Goodrow. And – even if it's little short spurts with what he's given us and what he's shown us, that is enough to go out there and <clears throat> disrupt the flow of the game, to go out there and, and and really just mess things up for Toronto like we saw in game one. So <clears throat> really what we're looking at is for the Lightning really to be successful long-term in this series, and especially on Saturday, because definitely the first game in your building, you definitely want to win that 100%. I would really prefer and hope that when we're discussing the lines on Saturday at Emily Arena or Saturday morning, I would hope that we are talking about how Essamont's back, Chernak's going to play. Um, Hedman, my thing, again, lower body injury, something that clearly. Now, it says undisclosed, but if I had to bet money, it's a a, a lower body injury. I would have to imagine that this isn't something that's going to go away anytime soon, and if it's really inhibiting his ability to perform and the fact that it kept him out of game two, I would imagine that this is going to be a thing for the rest of the playoffs. So my thing is is really at the end of the day, when it comes to Victor Hedman, sorry, if you're watching me on YouTube, my allergies are killing me today. My eye is so itchy. Um, at the end of the day, what kind of urgency does John Cooper have? Is, is this going to be some sort of situation where he's going to try and talk to Hedman and try and get him his back as soon as possible or is this going to be a situation where if the Lightning go down 2-1, then he's got to say that – if if he thinks that the Lightning could win without him on Saturday and they go down 2-1, he goes up to him for, for game four and says, you have to play. We need you. Um, it could be that. I, I would have to imagine if he's sitting him for game two and it's that bad, I would – have to assume. Now, a lot could change in 24 hours. We could hear um, I would have to imagine that the chances of him playing in game three would be probably slightly under 50%. So leaning towards no. And we're probably going to see Hayden Fleury, who didn't play bad tonight. I just think at the end of the day, the major issue for the lightning. Like I said, um, lightning, not very good tonight in terms of front net, pre- front net presence, uh, just allowing the Toronto Maple Leafs to do whatever they want it in the low slot. And really they need to clean that up. And I spoke about it during the preview with the, with the Maple Leafs guys that the lightning last couple of years have been very susceptible to, to high danger chances. And really that's been their Achilles heel. When you look at all their, their Stanley cup final runs is that's the one thing that sticks out that they have not been able to get a hold on consistently. So really that's going to be something that I would hope in game three, especially at home that you're going to kind of clean up on. Don't allow those danger chances in front of Basilewski. Give the guy a chance to get settled in, in the first period play lockdown defense, the, the energy that we saw in the second period after the first goal from Cole, though, those first couple of possessions afterwards, I want to see that for the first couple of possessions of the first period. I want to see a very, very, very aggressive forecheck. They got to bring the heat. They got to they defend home turf. And I firmly believe early on you do that, not only will you shut down the leaps, you'll – you'll force them into chances. You'll you'll force them into to bad passes. You'll force them into turnovers, and you'll be able to go with odd numbers down the other side of the ice for high danger scoring chances. So let us know in the comments below, if you're watching us on YouTube, what you think about this game. Should we just throw this away, or does this mean something in the long run? Let me know in the comments below. And as always, you can follow us on our social media pages at LO underscore lightning on Twitter, and LockedOn underscore Lightning on Instagram. And we are also available in audio form, and we are free wherever podcasts are distributed, so go ahead and do that. So we'll be back tomorrow to talk about Game 3 at Amelie. But in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of On Lightning, part of the On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.